Hi, everybody. I'm Lynn Williams. <laughs> And that's Finn. And that's Finn right off the bat. I'm Sam Mewis, and this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what's new since the last pod? Um, so, literally nothing. I feel, I feel like <laughs> um, all my life consists of right now is trying to see Marley, um, soccer, and daydreaming about vacations. I know. I feel like... Um, when we do this podcast, we have this segment for personal stuff and we always look at each other like soccer is our whole life. So what do we say that's not in the soccer section? Exactly. Like we have nothing. That sounded sad. It did sound really sad. You have Marley. <laughs> I have Pat and Finn here. Tell me what the update is with like trying to see Marley. Um, there isn't really one. So they just went back into quarantine for a bit and now they they're out. Um, so that obviously didn't really help um, us, but Australia is just like shut down still. Um, they, you still need an exemption to get out if you're a permanent resident or citizen, and you still need an exemption to get in if you're not. Um, and I was reading this thing that said they don't think they're going to open up until mid 2022. And then naturally I had a breakdown, um, <gasps> but I'm good. I'm back. Um, and it's, it's just, yeah, we're just going with the flow at the moment. Yes. So we are back in Raleigh. Um, we came back from Austin where we just had our game with the national team, which we will get to. Um, I have a little scratch on my face. I know again, (laughs) this is audio. I know you guys can't see it. Um, but I did love how last time I, I specifically said, I hope they make a video out, out of this part. And they did, they used my little piece of fin, which was so nice. Um, so yeah, we're back here. We have games coming up with courage um personally yeah. hmm let's see nothing it's just nothingness dot 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 but we have tons of yeah. other fun stuff to talk about like we wanted to tell this funny story from camp where we were at a meal and i wanted a smoothie but we realized we had just switched hotels and there was like not a smoothie station anymore a blender there was but it was a different meal there was no blenders out for that specific meal and so i go oh it's okay I'll just use my mouth blender. <laughs> so ha 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 ha! Saying it out loud again is just double weird. Like it was, it's it was so weird, weird the first time, but it was funny. It was weird, but I was like, yeah, I'll just put take a little bite of banana, a little bite of strawberry, a little oat milk, a little ice, and I'll go mm-hmm, and I'll mix it up in my <laughs> mouth. Like that got Finn going. Finn doesn't like the mouth blender. Yeah, it's also called chewing your food. It's just normal. I know. It was just fun. And, you know, it was something for us to throw into this personal section where, you know, it was a little bare. It was so bare. (laughs) Another thing that happened in camp, though, Sam, is all of your friends did a quiz. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be so fun. We did a So You Think You Know Sam video. And the teaser had me laughing out loud. Um, We realized that Christy doesn't know what year I was born in. she does not. Uh, And that I need to work on. Well, you know what? Yeah, let them let them watch it. But it was hilarious. Let the viewers view. Exactly. You're feeling feisty tonight. I can feel it. You're on one. I'm on one. I didn't sleep much last night. Yeah. How many hours of sleep did you get? Well, according to my whoop, three. Tried to go to bed after the game and I felt like I was just laying there awake. And then we woke up at five to come home. I know. I've been running around all day. I just got back maybe an hour ago and I'm exhausted. Well, tell us what you were doing. We got here at one. Then we had to go get COVID tested. And then yep. I had to 
go close on my home. So I went to the attorney's office. That was me clapping. Um, (laughs) And, but then there was something wrong with the paper. So I had to sit around and wait for them to correct that. So that took longer than expected. And then by that time I was starving because all I had was a yogurt parfait and uh, below average coffee. Saw you eat that. (laughs) You ate that yogurt parfait in, I looked away and I think I was in the same sentence of, ex- of saying something to you. And I looked back and it was gone. You go, I guess I was yeah, hungry. Yeah, I like, didn't think I was that hungry, <laughs> but I was like, I think I should eat something because I haven't eaten anything all day and it's one o'clock. And then I, I, I guess I was. I and then I did that. And then I, by that time, so all I had was yogurt parfait today. And then I was like, I need to eat. So then I went and got food. Yeah. But everywhere I went was closed. So I was like, why? Obviously just because it's Thursday. My life is not hard, but geez, it was so, it was so <laughs> annoying. Um, I also was going to say, Sorry, I just leaned away weird. Um, the airport filled was so crowded. Filled. Filled both flights full to the brim, having to put carry-ons, check carry-ons. Yeah, like our first full, full flight. That's when you know it's full. Yeah. So how did you feel about that? Yeah, I felt a little bit grossed out. I'm not, I'm not like ready. I'm not, I'm not over it yet. I know, and it's happening. And it's happening. But I'm trying to stay in my bubble just as long as I can. I know. I know. We can do it. We can do it. I also just realized I didn't ex- even explain the scratch on my face. I got it in the game. Um, it's a big scratch. It, I know. I kind of look like, so it starts like outside of my mouth, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Does Finn just bark every time I say something? It's stupid? like your smile but line. It, like, kinda, like your smile line. It like runs into <laughs> this like wrinkle, this like cheek wrinkle. So it just looks like I have a huge gash. Finn. Hey, can you stop that? Can you stop it, please? Get him some headphones. Mama is doing a podcast. He, he went like this. Like he made a stubborn face at me. He was upset because you got a scratch on your face. He was defending you. Yeah, I know. I love you too. It was so cute when I came home and got to see him. Did you mouth kiss? We mouth kissed a lot. <laughs> I laid down on his bed and then Pat laid down on the couch and the three of us rubbed our faces together and went. <laughs> Sometimes me, so, this is such a weird story. Sometimes me and Pat will purposely like go what, 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 to make Finn jealous. And then Finn will start barking and like put his face, put his face by our faces. So then we have to do a family like group kiss. That is so cute. That's also maybe something you just keep in your family. Private. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. Remember when, wait, wait, I'm not done with Finn. Remember when I told you guys that he had ginger undertones, just like, you and Pat and you guys got upset with me? Yeah, I do. I do, but I'm not upset anymore because if Pat and I could make a dog baby, it would be fit. It would absolutely be. We literally do look alike. I know. It's perfect. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, I was going to say, before we start telling any other pri- things that should remain private out into the world, let's just move on to soccer because we went we went rolling there. Things are getting weird tonight. Weird. Okay, so soccer section. Yeah. We just got back from camp. It was the summer series. We played Portugal, Jamaica, and Nigeria. We won all three games. It was the last camp before they picked the Olympics roster. Lynn, give it to us. Yeah. Camp was good. Um, It was really short because we didn't have that much time to, like, actually, like, prep. It was just the game. So you really just got straight into it. Um, And I think it was a good test for for the Olympics and – Obviously, a stressful time. Um, 
I don't know what else to say. Like it, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a good test and I'm so happy we won and we got three clean sheets. And I think each game brought like a new challenge and um, some games we were able to adapt better than others. But I think what's so amazing about this team is that we always find a way um, even if it's not pretty. Um, so I'm like really proud of us. And I'm like just now patiently waiting to hear the roster news. I know. Um, do you want to walk us through your goal and then the video after <laughs> your goal? Yeah. So, um, okay. I'll, I'll get a little bit real with this part. So, yes. um, <laughs> so obviously like this camp, I didn't get to play as much as I necessarily would have loved to. And going into that last game, I was like, okay, maybe I'll go in the second half. Um, and then as the minutes go by, you sit on the bench and you're like, crap, I'm not going in. These are our last like minutes and moments to impress, to go into the Olympics. Um, so on the bench, I like had a little bit of a down moment, um, while also like trying to be so supportive of the team at the same time and like get out of myself. So I had a little bit of a down moment and then, and then I snapped out of it and I said, Lynn, no, it's fine. Like if you get in, just make the most of your time and you don't need that much time. I, it's so ironic. Cause I was like, you don't need that much time to make an impact. And so I was like, you have six minutes to, to do what the team needs you to do, whatever that was. And, um, Blackco and Milan was like, we need to get runs in behind and, um, got on there, did my job, um, got the ball. And I said, Lynn, you're going to make this because I have been telling myself positive thoughts instead of saying, don't miss, don't miss, don't miss your mind doesn't hear the don't, it just hears the miss part. So I was like, you know what, Lynn, you're going to make this. And I made it. And then I looked around and my teammates were so happy for me. And then I looked at the video we and were you and Christy so were happy. literally like two proud parents. And it was so cute and so funny. And I was like, yes, those are my girls. <laughs> I know we were like literally beaming. So psyched. It was so fun to watch you run down there, beat the goalkeeper, pass it in all calm. And then just seeing you like so happy made me so happy. I was so proud of you. And it was like, it was so great. It was like exactly what the team needed. Yeah. You to come in, do your thing. Yeah. And Lynn. so whatever happens, I like feel Go like Lynn. for me personally, it was like a good, I felt proud of myself in the moment to, cause I, I'm sure you know this, like when you're struggling on the side, like, and you're not necessarily in a space that you want to be in, it's so easy to just be like, you know what? I didn't get my opportunity. And I was only given this much time and blah, blah, blah. And you go into this like dark spiral. And so I was like really proud of myself for being able to like just stay in the moment and say like, what does the team need? And um, how can I bring my best Lynn for the team? Um, and I just got a goal, which was like a little nice cherry on top. Well, that's amazing, Lynn. Good job. Yeah. And, and you got a goal as well. Yes. In the first game, I got a goal. I was in the right place and Kristen passed it right to my head and it went in. Um, so she I was used a big old that. noggin. Used my big old noggin. Why wouldn't they mark you? Let's talk about I that. Know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to give away any secrets. You were just too good at losing your mark. I think maybe. Totally. I think I just blended in. <laughs> I blended right into the surroundings. Yeah. Um. But one thing we haven't talked about yet is it was super hot in Texas in both Houston and Austin, which hopefully for the whole team will be good practice because it's supposed to be super hot in Tokyo at the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely adjusting to that. Um, and now, I mean, it's not that different from North Carolina. So we're just sweating. It was so hot though. I think it's 
hotter here, but more humid there. So mm. it was just like drenched. Yeah. We're just sweaty, sweaty rats, rats, rat bags. <laughs> I feel like rat bag should be a swear, but like, it's not, but I feel like it's kind of like the nastiest sounding word you can say without actually being a swear. That was nasty. It's not called gymnastics. Name that movie. Stick it. Didn't we already do this? Yeah, but with a different line. <laughs> it's like maybe my favorite movie. I don't know. Though we're just learning about that on this podcast. Um, yeah, no. When I went into, I can't remember what game I went into, but I was like on the sideline. I was like, oh, it's not that hot. And then I stepped on the field for one minute. And, and I was became drenched. a rat bag. And I then I was a rat bag. Yeah, I know. Um, another fun thing that happened at camp was that Carly was celebrating her 300th mm. cap. And we started talking about, we like spontaneously started talking about this at the, at the lunch table because I was thinking how cool it is that somebody like Carly has like kind of, okay, this, this is my real part. It, she's like made everybody's dreams and goals bigger by mm-hmm. accomplishing so much. So it's like, if somebody say, I don't know, me had a, had a dream as a, as a teenager, as a girl at now as a full grown woman to score a goal in a world cup final, Mm -hmm. Carly went and scored three. So then it's like to anybody who looks up to her, it's like, you can do more than you thought you could. Yeah. For somebody like me, who's like, wow, imagine getting a hundred caps. That would be so incredible. That's like a lifelong achievement goal. Yeah. And then Carly gets 300 caps and it's just like, it, it's so cool to me that it it like expands our like views on what we're capable of seeing yeah. somebody like accomplish so much and seeing like just the way they carry themselves day in and day out and that it's not it's not like unimaginable like somebody can do it. So I just thought that that was like so inspiring and I wanted to share it on the podcast because because why not? It's incredible. I know and also I think to that point it just you know how hard it is to get 100 caps. And the fact that she's done it three times, it just like, it puts into perspective how amazing she is and like how long she's been doing this and how dedicated she is to this dream and this goal. And it's just like, whoa. Even, it's like, it's like, even like in the World Cup final thing too, I just remember when that happened and I was like, what? Who even like, dream- like who could have ever even dreamt that up? Like, I don't even know oh, if no. people ever thought about it before. Like, I'm going to score a hat trick at a World Cup final. Yeah, you're like, hopefully I score one goal or hopefully I get on the field or hopefully I go. Yeah, hopefully we <laughs> yeah. make it there. It's just, it's there's so many like aspects to it. So I just thought it was like worth talking about on here because it was like so inspiring and cool to see somebody that we train with and play with mm. and like hang out with all the time accomplish like this huge milestone that really like is showing everybody that we're capable of more than we think. Yeah. I think if we do all the right things I know, and have a lot of talent (laughs) (laughs) and are blessed. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking though, too, like watching the, so they played a video of Carly, like from her first cap until, um, today. And I was just thinking like, Oh, I've known Carly for X amount of years. And then watching the video, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much of her career that I just like, don't know, was too young to know. Like, yeah, whoa. I just kept being like, what the heck? The amount of goals she scored, the types of goals she scored. I know, the amount of goals she scored. I was like, oh my God, this highlight reel could go on 
and on and on because the goals are so sick. I know they're so sick. This is actually now a Carly Lloyd podcast. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was like, it is incredible to think about it. Like 300 caps. I'm trying to get to 50. You're trying to get to 100. We're all trying to get somewhere, but it was so inspiring. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You got to start with one. Yes. Got to start with one. Um, okay, another really cool thing that just started happening in camp. Happening. <laughs> happening in camp is Ellie started putting. Oh, Ellie is the um, sports, sports scientist. There you go. Sports scientist. And she, every game day, we get a bottle of electrolytes. And she started personalizing stickers on them. Yeah. It was so cute. My So at first, I was like, oh, she just has like stock stickers. And this one is just like Same. weirdly personal to me. So she put it on mine. Like how funny. Because it was like, I think uh, it was a couple months ago. And I think she put like a Man United sticker on my water bottle, like as a joke. Because I uh-huh. was playing for Man City. And then like, I don't know, some time went by. And then this camp, I got like a chicken wing, like a buffalo chicken wing. <laughs> and I started being like, I like yeah. love buffalo chicken. Like, and I kind of asked her, like, is this personal for me? Like a chicken wing. And she was like, yeah, it's buffalo chicken. Well, yeah, because like you had a chicken wing. I had Australia yeah. and the U.S. with a heart in between. I know. <laughs> I looked at Carly's. She had a deer. And I was like, what kind of weird sticker pouch packet do you have? You have all three of these things. Yeah. But it turns out she's just been getting us personalized stickers. So then my next one was an outline of Massachusetts with the word hole in it. Mass hole. <laughs> And my next one was a dunks and chill. And I was like, Ellie, you know me better than anyone. Why wasn't she in the best friend video? She should have been. Get her up there. She probably would have won with those three facts. (laughs) She would have beat Christy, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't think of what my second one was. Whoa, I got a fluff. Um, I had the Australia in the heart. Oh, I had a Pepperdine sticker. And then I had Fresno made. Fresno made, baby. Um, okay. So camp, we were there for like 10 days. Yeah. Pros. We don't have to do laundry. We don't have to do dishes. We don't have to cook cook. your own meals. Pretty nice. Don't have to make your bed or like clean your own laundry. Yeah. I already said that. (laughs) I meant like stuff in the room, like not outside of the room, but like having your own room, like being in a hotel room, you know, where you don't like have to do your own towels and you just get a new one every day. Yes. Precisely. Let's move on. Um, were there were there any you want to move on? Any challenges? Um, yes. So because of COVID and all the protocols, this doesn't sound like it should be a big deal, but we're not allowed to serve ourselves right now. <laughs> like at the and at I, the meals. Like yeah, somebody else meals. has to serve the plates. And I just want I want that control to serve my own plate because sometimes they'll put the food in a weird position on the plate. And I'm like, why would you put that there? Why would you put rice? and chicken, and then some chips on top of my rice. Like, why didn't you put it to the side? Sounds like something you would love, Lynn, if only they had queso. Yeah, but they didn't. It was chips. Sorry. Um, You know, I think I do this a lot where, like, my friend just wants to vent, and I just, like, interject with, like, solutions or, like, reasons why they're wrong. And they're like, can I just feel my feelings? Yeah, let me feel my feels. Um, Are you one of those people who, like, can't have certain foods touch each other? Yes. Oh, I don't think I knew that about you. See, I'm, like, a big, I'm, like, a big mouth blender where, like, I just scoop up a little bit of everything and shove it in there and then... And then shake your head. Yeah. Sam Mouth Blender Mewis. Yeah, that's me. But, like, what if the flavors don't go together? Well, I mean, I don't always do that. I'm trying to think of a meal where I was like, why on earth? It was the day they scattered that? the chips all over your plate. Yeah. yeah. They were sectioning it out, and then they just decided to put a handful of chips right on top of everything. Yeah. I was like, what? 
Why? Why? That was weird. Or or when you're like, oh, can I like grab the salad? And you normally want like your some toppings mm-hmm. or whatever. And you're like, for me, I hate beets, but the beets are in the salad. Mm-hmm. So normally I would just like pick around them mm-hmm. and they scoop in the section where all the beets are. And, and then you get like, extra beets. And you're like, my day is ruined. No beets for Lynn. No, thank you. Um, but that, I feel like it's the only downside. Yeah. What about you? No, I'm with you on that. I think obviously we are very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. So. Very lucky. Just, just one of those little things that, you know, Lynn likes to serve her own food so that nothing touches on the plate. It's like an irrational. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. That I have. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you on that. Oh, another story that happened in camp though, now that I'm thinking. So at this last hotel, we had, um. Floors. We had specific floors that other people in the hotel couldn't go to because we're trying to stay in this bubble so we can get to Japan and be COVID free. So we were on the eighth floor and we had this one specific elevator to get down to the fifth floor and the fourth floor. And so the last day after the game, they're like, all the elevators work. It's fine. You can take them all. Great. I go to my room, change, take my clothes, try to take it back in and turn them in. And I press the elevator and Crystal's in there. And I go, oh my gosh, hi, Crystal. I get inside of the elevator and she goes, oh my gosh, I have been in this elevator forever. The doors won't open. But she tells me this after I've got in the elevator and the doors aren't closed. So now we're both stuck in the elevator. Stuck, Sam, we're stuck in this elevator. Like late last night. Yes. OMG. I was like, why didn't you get out of the elevator? Why didn't you tell me? So we're trying to press the button scan our room key. Nothing's working. We go up to the 20th floor and I was like, oh great. Maybe somebody pressed the thing. We'll get out on the 20th floor. Nope. Can't get out. The elevator's still closed. So now I'm kind of panicking because I'm like, neither of our cell phones work and we're stuck in this elevator. We're get- I'm now having like final destination thoughts in my <gasps> mind where I'm like, this, this is going to crash down to the floor. Irrational. Yeah. I know. And then I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to press this button and call somebody. And so the person goes, fire department emergency. I go, well, it's not an emergency, but like I'm stuck. We're just stuck. We're just stuck. And so she goes, okay, I'm sending an engineer. Finally, we get back down to the eighth floor. The door's open. I was like, oh my God, thank God. Let's get out right now. But I can't like tell the lady like, please don't send them anymore. Yeah. After like two more minutes, I finally am like, it works. It's open. It's open. Thank God. But I was like, Crystal, why did you trap us in there? How long do you think you guys were stuck in there? Oh, like five minutes. Oh. But five minutes of fear. I was like, Crystal. Feels like a long time when you're stuck in an elevator. Yeah. Especially when it's late at night. Especially when she could have just gotten out and we could have not been stuck in And gotten in in a different one. Exactly. I was like, why did you do that? So yeah, speaking of the roster, um, how are you like feeling about like finding out and and seeing like who gets named to the roster? (sighs) Yeah. I mean- Obviously, I think this is like a pretty stressful time. Um, I'm just going to like ramble a little bit because I have a lot of thoughts going in my head. But um, one thing we said at the table um, at dinner one day was that, you know, this is one of those like soccer in this career is so amazing. And like we've had so much success and um, like I don't find it as a job because like I love this sport and we play because we love it. But at the same time, like, I think it's different than any other job because one, like your whole family has kind of given up and like taking you to soccer tournaments and there's so much money that they had to put out there. And um, sometimes you had to spend weekends, like your parents had to spend weekends away from each other. And there's like your whole entire family or you miss like Thanksgivings and you only have like a small window of time to capitalize on a dream. And like the Olympics is like a dream that I, it just feels like so much more pressure. I think obviously I've never had a normal, a normal job, but, um, 
but yeah, I think like having that pressure and knowing it's just a dream that you've had since a little girl, like that makes it a little bit more stressful. Um, So obviously nervous, but I think what I find comfort in is um, we had a team meeting and Pino said something that was like inspiring in natural Pino fashion. Um, And she was saying every single person on this team brings something special, something unique. Um, and that's why they're on the team. Like, and so you can't compare yourself to the other person because they don't need another Kristen Press. They already have a Kristen Press. They don't need another Megan Rapino. They already have a Megan Rapino. And I, you can go down the list and every single person brings something that's like so unique and special to them that when it comes down to the roster, it's just picking pieces that you think will make the best team in that moment. And that doesn't mean that you're not a great soccer player or that you're not worthy of being on the team. It's just, they didn't think they needed that in that moment. And so you just move on and you say, okay, they don't, they didn't need X, Y, and Z, or they did. But I think the comfort is in knowing that you are special and you have that special piece It's and not comparing yourself to another person. Yeah. I feel like if you think about it that way, it can give you so much confidence in just saying like, I am the best Lynn Williams. What, this is what I'm good at. And yeah. this is what I'm offering. Um, and if I can just, and you say this all the time, you just say, if I do what I'm good at, like I'm good. And, and either way, yeah. um, I know what I have to offer. And, and I think that's something that can like give somebody a lot of confidence. I agree. So we agree. We are agreeing. Wow. That's a first. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think like it's obviously a stressful time, but so many people don't even get to be in the, this position that like, I think it's all about perspective. You just have to put it in perspective of like, this is an amazing opportunity and an incredible time. It, we are like so blessed to even be stressed about going to the mm-hmm. Olympics. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm feeling. But now we're back with the courage. So we kind of have to think about that right now. (laughs) Okay. Well, so we're back in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? What's it like, like going back and forth? Um, Well, I think like the hardest part is that now we're all on different like schedules. Um, Like you played in a lot of the games and I didn't like our minutes were different. So I'll be able to play this Saturday, but also like there is a toll of like travel and the mental side of like decompressing and as amazing as it is being camp, it is a bit stressful, um, especially this last one, mm-hmm. considering what we're trying to fight for. So um, I think it will be nice to just get back and feel a little bit calm and like freeing. But there is that like, OK, I got to switch my mind back. What formation are we playing? <laughs> what how does this person how does Dabinia like the ball versus how like press like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think. um I mean, obviously, I'm so lucky to play for two teams that I, like, love so much and have such great opportunities. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of, like, the funnier things about transitioning back and forth is just that, like, right now, my room and, like, my whole day has been a whirlwind. My life is all over the place, and now I need to, like, figure out what I need to bring to the locker room tomorrow. Like, where are my cleats? Where is my... No. Like, like, just getting organized from travel again and then getting back into a routine. Like, I now I got to get groceries. I've been gone for a week and a half. Luckily, Pat's here and mm. Pat's going to cook for me again. But it's like those kind of daily life things that like, yeah. you don't have to worry about at camp, but then you come home and now it's like, okay, I got to be ready for practice tomorrow. Um, I like struggle with that sometimes. It's like, yeah, I'm so organized that I like things to be a certain way and having anything like out of place, like kind of throws me off. Yes. That is very you. Yes. You are correct. (laughs) You are correct. I know. Um, and then you like walk into your apartment and you're like, 
please God, let me have taken out the trash. Yeah. If not, <laughs> or like, I hope the dishes, I ran the dishwasher. Yeah. Little things like that. Thank goodness I did this time. But there has been a couple times that I've not done that on accident. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. And that stinks, literally. Literally. Well, on that. Let's take a break. Yes. So when we come back, we will have our guest, Tierna Davidson, on. Um, but right now, we will take a break. like to bring on this week's guest from the Chicago Red Stars. Please welcome Tierna Davidson. Woo! Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. We are so excited to have you, Tierna. I have like looked at the little like videos and tidbits that Just Women's Sports post and I'm like, you guys are fun. You guys are fun together. We try to be. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, happy Pride Month. It's kind of, well, kind of coming to the end, but um, we're excited to talk to you about Pride. I'm excited to talk about Pride. Happy June. <laughs> happy June. We, when we were talking about who, like, what kind of guests we want to have on the show and like the things we want to talk about, we always want to make sure that obviously this is like supposed to be a fun podcast that's just hanging out. So that can be the vibe the whole time. But we were really wanting to make sure that we talked about some like real things too, so that it wasn't just us goofing off, but we were kind of shedding light on some things that we feel like are really important. So when we realized it was pride month and we wanted to have somebody on, we were both like, we should have Tierna on. Like she's so smart. She's such a great advocate would be like a person that everybody can learn from. So we just want to chit chat. Well, we actually said she's young. She's queer. She's and then what did you say? I think hip was one of those. She's oh, yeah. hip. She's hip. We go. She's young. She's queer. She's hip. Let's pitch it to her like that. Yeah. So that's exactly how it went. I think it went well. I think that's a good pitch. Yeah. Well. So no pressure, but you're keeping the podcast cool and young and hip and hip. Perfect. I'll do my best. It's literally so uncool to say hip. Damn it. So. That's like a word. That you have like over sixty to use that. My word. dad says hip all the time. <laughs> But my dad's cool. Um, okay, so are you back in Chicago right now? I am, yes. Um, how, what have you done today? Like any grocery shopping, laundry? Um, Alyssa and I actually went to training. Um, not that we did anything really. We like, she jogged around the field and I passed the ball a little bit and recovered. But uh, yeah, we were at SeatGeek. Um, wow. So the dedication. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Straight from the plane yeah. to the field. We went home for maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, thankfully, since my girlfriend is here, I did not have to go grocery shopping. My fridge is fully stocked. Nice. <laughs> um, put our stuff down, ate, and then um, we went. Um, but our practice was cut short by a thunderstorm. So Oh, dear. Maybe that was the world telling us we didn't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I can't believe you guys did that. Good for you. Yeah, it was it was good, though, because we have a game on Saturday, and so I think we both wanted to be back with the team before pregame training because pregame training is pretty short. Yeah. Yeah, get your, like, legs moving and stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, like we said, thank you for coming on. And first of all, I know we have had this talk in the past of – because I, I called you queer because you I've talked about this. But I had a conversation with somebody else and they said that they don't know if that's the right term. So now I'm confused. 
and I like, I want to be respectful of obviously everybody. And I know every single person's different. You can't like put a blanket over the whole community, but like, what are you comfortable with? And like, what do you want people? Yeah. I don't really know where I'm going with yeah. this question. Yeah. No, so I, just, I get it just pick it up at any point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I definitely get it. And I mean, I, I think the word queer has like, obviously, it's kind of been reclaimed by the LGBTQ community. Um, it used to be kind of like a, a derogatory term or a slur. Um, but I think that especially kind of our demographic, our age group has started using it more widely um, as kind of like an umbrella term, because obviously, there are a lot of sexual orientations and gender identities and, and all sorts of things that you can identify with. Um, and I, and queer is just kind of a umbrella term for all of that. So you don't have to like specifically pick out one or the other, because sometimes people feel like it's too, um, it's too binding or it's like too small of a mm. box for them to fit in. Um, but for me, I think it's great um, because a lot of times I think people just use you know, gay or lesbian or straight, depending on what someone is doing in the moment. Like if they're dating a girl or a boy or whoever they might be dating, but that may not be the entirety of who they are. Mm. Um, and so queer is like a good way to put them into the category of the LGBTQ community, but not kind of assume exactly what category it is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, and, and I do know that not everyone's comfortable with the word and, you know, that's kind of how humans are not everyone's comfortable with every word so it definitely is a little bit tricky to use if you're like oh I don't know if this person's okay with it um but I personally like it um I think it's it's a nice easy way to not have to pick out a very specific word um but I know that some people aren't okay with it so it's just about figuring it out asking um and then kind of using people's preferences yeah T thank you so much for explaining that first of all and you seem so comfortable talking about it, which I think is like would put anybody at ease, which is, I think we, Lynn and I experienced this last year when we were having a lot of like racial conversations. Um, I feel like having these conversations like can be difficult if somebody's uncomfortable and mm. it's so wonderful that you feel open to share this and, and be authentic and be yourself and talk about it openly. Um, did you always feel that way or did you at some time struggle, did you have like a coming out moment or were you, did you feel comfortable from a very early age? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that I, like when people ask about like a big coming out story, I didn't really exactly have that. Like, of course I had to tell my parents that I, you know, was, it, it was less me t telling them, oh, you know, I don't think I'm straight. It was more of me telling them, oh, by the way, I'm dating a girl. And so then it's like, you can make your assumptions from there. But my aunt um, has had a partner ever since I have been alive. And so it was like very normal in my family. It was like, it, it was not something that my parents ever explained to me, but it was not something that like needed to be explained. It was not like an exception. It was just kind of a normal. Um, and so I think that actually helped me in just not feeling like what I was, was different. I mean, obviously I can't be like in a bubble and be like, oh yeah, I'm not different than the rest of the world because I know that I am, but it's like being able to see my family interact with her in a you know very normal way and her and her partner be a normal part of our family and like nothing was ever explained. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, this is why Auntie Fiona is this way. It was just like, no, you're with who you're with and that's it. And um, I think that was a big help in me kind of, 
not making a big deal out of it. And I think that's actually the best part of my story is that like, it wasn't a big deal to me. It wasn't that big of a deal, I hope, to most of my family. Because uh, that just makes it easier. That that makes you feel less awkward and less like unique, which you don't want to feel yeah. unique in that way sometimes. So yeah. Well, I love that. I, I think that like, that is how it should be. Like, I didn't have to come out as straight. So like, why does anybody else have to come out? Like, we should just be who we are. And so I think that's like so incredible that your family was just like, cool, yeah. <laughs> like, go on about your business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, like my parents were like, oh, okay. Like, you know, are you, yeah. you sure? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was never like any sort of like, oh, we're not accepting this or they were always very kind to, to AJ. So that's fantastic. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty easy. I actually told my aunt first. And so I think my mom's upset about that. <laughs> that I told my aunt before I told her, but it's fine. You want to take this time to apologize to your mom? Or... <laughs> Mother, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but I did tell my aunt and my brother first. <laughs> you were the third in line. <laughs> Yikes. Poor mom. Um, me and Sam have also like talked about how like the two of us and you are not that far off in age, but we still feel like we grew up kind of in like a different time where like nobody was out when I was growing up or like in college, I didn't have like gay or queer teammates. It just, people didn't feel comfortable. Did you, did you have that feeling or were you like you comfortable being out with your team? Did you have other queer teammates? So I'm um, like thinking back high school, I went to a Catholic high school, so you wouldn't see a, a lot of, of people being out. I think there was one, one guy in my grade that actually was out. Um, so brave of him to do that. Um, and he was actually, you know, treated for the most part fine, which was great. Um, but, you know, nobody on my club team was, was out. However, there are queer people on my, that I know from my club team that are out now. Um, so they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, and then I went to Stanford, uh, I think. So AJ and I were the first to like, I guess, publicly date on the team. Surely could have been couples before us that just like were, you know, private about it. But um, we were the first two players to, to date that, you know, people knew. Um, and then after that, a couple other people came out as well. So I don't want to say that we were like trailblazing or anything or like pioneers, but <laughs> that seems, that seems a little pioneers. bit too much of a award ribbon to put on, on our relationship. But um, yeah, we were the, the first out people on our team, at least when like the years that we were there. Um, but then a couple other people came out and it was great. Um, and it was nice because then those people felt comfortable talking to us about it and being like, Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm, I'm feeling this way. And then you're like, oh, and then you kind of take someone under your wing and you feel like, Oh my goodness. Like, it's just like, an, we have another one. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Welcome. team. Yeah. So there were a couple of us um, as the years went on. Um, but yeah, it, I think that even though we kind of are in this era where it's, it's, it is widely accepted, especially kind of with our age group, there is still a lot of like apprehension and, and, and nerves around doing that. So I, I think that I, I know a lot of people that are now out, but but weren't out when I first knew them. Um, and probably a lot of other people that are still on that journey. But um, yeah, I know a couple. Yeah. Speaking about that, um, Tierna, that apprehension that you mentioned, I'm so curious, like if, I mean, 
I'm just going to come out and say when I was in like middle school, I think that in the, the school that I went to or the, maybe it was just the people I was around, we almost, it was like this embarrassing or like mean thing to say to call somebody gay or to call them a lesbian. And I feel like, I don't know where we got that from as kids, but as I like grew up and then started realizing, oh, all these wonderful people that are on my team in my life, they are gay, queer, lesbian, and they're wonderful. Like, why did we ever think that this was an insult? And so I'm interested, do you think it's it's ingrained in us from a young age to be afraid of it? Or like, why would that get thrown around by kids as a bad thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of negative stuff that kids throw around are either A, learned behaviors from family, from media, from whatever, or B, like internalized insecurities. And so I think that, you know, a lot of like anything that was like uncool and people would call it gay be like, oh, that's so gay. And you're like, well, that's not even a good adjective. Like that's <laughs> like, what does that yeah. even mean? Like I remember <laughs> when actually one of my teammates on my club team used it once and I was like, like, what does that mean? Like why? I know. You, you could use, you could use lame. You could use I know. weird. You could use stupid. Like you could use anything. And like, that, that's not even a good descriptor. Stupid. But I, I do. I know that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think we just did. I don't know why. Yeah. But I mean, I also think that it kind of has to do with like a bit of sexism and misogyny because like mm. guys would call each other gay if they you know, weren't good at a sport or like didn't play sports or like do, do this yeah. kind of, like typical masculine things. And so it's this internalized sexism, sexism of like, oh, it's not cool to be more quote unquote feminine. Wow. So I think it's a very deep seated issue. <laughs> wow. You're really speaking. Speaking the truth. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for some reason we have made Tierna the guru of all queer community like I feel like if we're asking her questions as if she's supposed to know everything like maybe we should read an article I feel like she does I know you're just so smart I just like feel like she knows everything I feel like she's already read all the articles <laughs> and books oh my goodness so it's just like it's it's like children's behavior is so interesting because it's yeah. kind of some of the most honest behavior yeah. but also is like some of the and it's also how you see like a lot of problems with societies, like how children treat each other, like how they behave. But yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, I think that we have as like humans have this fear of anything that's different than us. And so I think that when maybe as kids, we're intimidated by something or something feels foreign, we like push it away. So uh, like I was really good at sports and sometimes I would get called gay, I think for that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just that little bit of something that makes people different like alienates them to others. And so we, we push it away and try to like label it as something. I think that like that goes to the sexism part of like sports aren't supposed to like girls aren't supposed to play sports. And so you being good at sports, people are like, Oh, that's so weird. That's so different than what I know. You're gay. And you're like, no, I just like sports. But if I was gay, like why it's okay. <laughs> I know exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's like the worst thing in the world to be different when you're, you know, a middle schooler or a high schooler. Like yeah. all you want to do is fit in and like be normal. I know. Yeah. Um, do you think that there are like, because obviously we're in a time where it's more accepted and people are embracing the queer community, but obviously we're, we're not there yet. So is there like any like particular struggle that you think that people should know about that we aren't facing or we're not like highlighting that was like a loaded question 
but yeah. but you're smart go yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I, I think like a I I think that when there's so much coverage of LGBTQ people asking about their coming out story I think that's like interesting because as I said it's like really nice to have a coming out story that's not very fun or like not very exciting it's like that's the best kind of coming out story because it means that whoever you're coming out to or wherever you live your environment it's normal enough that you don't need to make a big deal out of it I think that's one thing that's kind of interesting is like you see magazines or like articles or things written about celebrities or people that are big names in the queer community and like no you hope that those stories go away because you hope that people don't have to have a special story about it I also think that there's a lot of especially depending on where you live I feel like there's a lot of privilege to be straight um, that people don't even realize and this goes for all sorts of privilege it's like you don't realize you even have it until someone kind of tells you about it but even like walking down the street and holding your partner's hand if you're in a same-sex relationship that's like ah well sure if I want to hold my boyfriend's hand like sure I'm gonna hold my boyfriend's hand like who cares but you know depending on where you live if you are in um, a same-sex relationship you might have to think twice about that and be like well are these people going to be okay with it or am I going to get weird looks or is someone going to say something to me or someone going to even attack me Mm. for how progressive things are now you still see really unfortunate incidents of, you know, people getting attacked for wearing certain clothes or being with a certain person or looking a certain way. And so that's like really unfortunate. It's just so fucked up that that like happens still. Like I could get so angry thinking about it. Like that doesn't affect the other person's life at all. Like why are people so up in arms about something? Right. Like, I mean, even in, in Chicago, I read an article that some couple getting attacked coming um, back from some sort of pride get together parade, just getting attacked on the CTA on, on the L like a stop a block away from me. And it's like, so you're going to go out of your way to go attack someone yeah, for them buying their own business, doing their own thing. It, it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. T um, is that, so this is like getting personal about you and your relationship. So obviously we don't have to like go into it, but um, you named like holding hands, walking down the street as one example. Are there other examples you have that like maybe a straight person wouldn't even understand as a privilege that you and AJ have dealt with? Um, I, I would say that we have been fortunate in the places that we've lived and grown up and gone to um, that we haven't had, you know, many issues in terms of like any severe sort of like confrontation you know coming from California and then moving to Chicago like it's been pretty good but um when you travel that's a little bit sketchy because you know we will look at where we're traveling and like kind of actually pay attention to the climate wherever we're traveling politically and just kind of in general um booking places to stay at least as a same-sex female couple it's a lot easier to just say we're traveling together and we're just gonna stay in a room together I think with two men it would actually be much more difficult so I have a bit of privilege in that um you know it's much easier to be like oh yeah I'm just gonna like sleep in the same bed as my friend that I'm traveling with like that's pretty normal for for girls but I think for guys they would get a couple more head turns um but you always have to kind of feel out whoever you're talking to about something before you can just freely mention your partner because you never know how they're going to react um so I will usually never like mention AJ as my partner without knowing the person well enough to know that like they would have 
an okay reaction to it. Um, so, you know, visiting grandparents and their friends or like that kind of thing where you're like, oh, I'm just going to introduce her as like my friend or my soccer teammate um, as opposed mm-hmm. to my partner, mm-hmm. small things like that. And it's just finding the times that you tiptoe around other people's traditions versus actually, you know, imposing your life on, on theirs and being like, no, this is, you have to accept this. This is just kind of what's, what's okay now. So that's something that I think we've had to navigate and learn, but we haven't had too many like issues or anything like that. Do you think that, sorry, this is another personal question, but like, do you think that that has affected your relationship in any way? Like having to not introduce her as your partner or like act a certain way, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it just, and inevitably, it, you know, makes your relationship like a little bit more private, mm. um, a little bit more. It has to be measured. Um, so like sometimes if you like want to be affectionate with your partner, you like don't get to be as affectionate as you might want to be. But that's just kind of the reality. And I'm sure I mean, I don't I'm not a very like PDA kind of person anyway. So I, I don't think it would be like significantly different if I was with a guy who would want to be like making out with him in public or anything like that. No, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to have a little bit more foresight with, with things, but it's normal enough for us. So has like your experience and like recognizing like where you have privilege and where you don't has that, do you think that that's made you more aware of for example like the privilege we have of being white and and made you want to speak out more on behalf of like other groups that are discriminated against yeah I'd I'd like to think it it has um because I'd like to think that like the small amount of um kind of shit I have to deal with at being part of the LGBTQ community is like almost just a fraction of of you know what black people have to deal with or people of color in general have to deal with um and something that I've spoken in length with some of my teammates about is how I at least can kind of like hide I can hide the fact that I am queer with if I want to dress differently if I don't want to have my girlfriend around for a certain event or bring her somewhere I can pass as straight but like if you are a person of color like you don't get to change that you don't get to hide that to make yourself safer in a certain situation and that's significantly more difficult to deal with but I I do feel like I try to take the situations that I've been in and apply a little bit of that um empathetically to to other people's situations wow that that yeah (laughs) I feel like that was pretty heavy but also like super insightful yeah wow (laughs) Tierra that was like you're such a like great advocate for the community and for everything that you like work towards. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And now we can do the goofy, silly part. (laughs) So we are going to take a quick break and then we will be back with some questions. Mouth blending. (laughs) Yuck. Oh my goodness. Okay, everybody, welcome back. This is my favorite part of the podcast where we just pepper each other with random questions. And this edition, we are playing Are You Smarter Than Tierna? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And by that, we kind of mean, Tierna, are you smart? Oh, jeez. So question number one, 
How much rice to water is the right amount? Oh, it's a two to one ratio. Um, like one cup of rice to two cups of water is, is typically. What kind of rice? Jasmine white rice. I mean, did we tell you guys that she was smart or did we tell you guys that she was smart? <laughs> Tierna, how long does it take to hard boil an egg? Um, I'm pretty sure it's like six to eight minutes, depending on how hard you want the insides. Works for me. I don't know the answer to this question. That's why we're asking you. <laughs> you don't know the answer. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her a ding. All right. Can you explain the Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, AJ literally just opened the door. She's looking at me. <laughs> well, she could help. They were asking questions. Are you smarter than Cherna? Basically, just random questions. They should explain the Pythagorean theorem. I mean, I know you know it. Yes, a squared plus b squared equals c squared, and it's you know it helps. It's helpful for a lot of triangles. Anybody in geometry? Wait, I thought, I thought this was sine, cosine, no, and what? tangent. Sam, no. what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Yes. Huh. Sam says, huh? In a triangle. Yeah. So, so it'd be basically like it's all a, coming back. a and b are the shorter side. C is the hypotenuse, the long side. What was your major? Uh, management science and engineering. Yeah, we asked her the wrong question. Which is basically like <laughs> industrial engineering. <laughs> I I wish that listeners could see my face because I'm staring wide eyed at the screen. Like, oh my god, I am so. But <laughs> going back to the last question, we have just confirmed that uh, to hard boil an egg, it's nine to twelve minutes. So really? minus a point for Tierna. Maybe Tierna has a smarter way of doing it. Are you Tierna? Are you are you mad that you were wrong? No, I'm. I don't eat eggs, so I I'm not mad that I'm wrong. <laughs> However, I have ruined a lot of hard boiled eggs trying to make them for AJ. So have you been doing it to six to eight minutes? Because you might want to increase the time. Well, no, it's it's not even that. It's they're hard. It's not even that. It's like for some reason, I in the past times that I've made eggs, I'll drop them in the water and then they'll just like crack open and just. Well, are you th- are you th- everywhere? Just throwing well, them in. I'm not talking. No, I am. I'm gently placing them and then they will explode. Oh, I have a suggestion. Yes. Start with them in cold and then put the pan on the stove and then get the water to a boil and then you leave them in there for and like then, a short amount of time. Okay. So, because I think it's the temperature change. Oh, yeah. So, am I a scientist? Yes. That's good science. I thought going from straight, really cold to really hot is what things like extreme temperature change. Well, you know, but that's what she's saying. She's, she's like, warm the water with the eggs in it. Is that what you're saying, Sam? Yeah, but Lynn is just saying that room temperature to hot shouldn't crack it. But I'm just saying I'm probably right <laughs> about one thing today. Okay, but you, with that though, you, I think you are supposed to, when you take it out, put them in cold water because it makes the shell come off easier. Yes. Because they crack. Yes. yes. Anyways, we've talked about hard boiled eggs almost every episode <laughs> of the podcast. Next question. Tierna, can you explain gravity? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a hard one. Uh, I mean, it's it's it has to do. I mean, it's the gravity. No, you can't. Force you can't of, use gravity in the explanation. I know. I know. I know. That's, that's the issue. Oh my gosh! How to explain gravity? I knew it. <laughs> you have ten seconds. The, Go. the weight, <laughs> the weight of the Earth and the weight of the Sun. Those are the two things I will say. <laughs> what are they doing? They're pulling on you. They're pulling and pushing. Yeah. Fair enough. Gravity. Core. No, I don't think anybody really knows Pulling. what it is. Stuff. Magnets. Pulling, Magnets. Keeping you, Negative. Keeping you on Earth, but not Negative and you. positive. <laughs> Moons and tides. Galaxies and stratospheres. Wow. Okay, next question, Lynn. How many sides does a hexagon have? Hexagon is six. 
tearing us back, baby. The gravity <laughs> stumped her, but the hexagon, she's back. Okay, what are the three trailing dots at the end of a sentence called? Ellipses. Okay, okay you got it. Um, <laughs> which country is closer to Asia, Canada, or the U.S.? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think Canada actually is because it actually like branches out quite far. There used to be a path that you could walk on from Canada to Russia. Now there's ocean on it. Oh yeah, didn't the nomads travel on that? Yeah, but the, now I'm thinking about Hawaii. So it actually might be the U.S. because Hawaii's way the fuck out there. Yeah, I I actually also don't know the answer, but I was just thinking that we had you stumped because of Hawaii. But naturally, you no, it. Yeah, no, it, it might be Hawaii because of the little islands out there. Have you gone on Jeopardy before? Why do you know all the things <laughs> minus the gravity? No, but my family and I we would watch Jeopardy. That would, used to be a fun thing to do. Fun fact though is like my dad is very good at those types of questions. He has a lot of random knowledge. In yeah, his you head. have to know so many things to be good at Jeopardy. Right, but it's always so funny when they know the question, the answers to all these off the wall questions but then they'll ask like a sports question yeah. or like a pop no culture idea. question and, the, and nobody will answer and you're like and that's the one really? time that we'll like know it right and then everyone in the, we're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. no it's this <laughs> and you're like I'm so smart but then they like answer 20 other questions like, oh, <laughs> um, okay this is the last trivia question no it's team. not what is the well the last uh, whatever <laughs> what is the capital of New Hampshire <laughs> oh dear Okay, this is not somewhere I've ever been. What's the capital of New Hampshire? What's the capital of New Hampshire? <laughs> I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. It's a kind of grape. Green. As though it was a conquered? Yeah, obviously she got it on that one. And Lynn said green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. we have a bonus round questions. These questions are worth two points. You're kind of... 50-50 on the points right now. So you really got to rack these ones up, Tierna. Who am I playing against? Yourself. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> You're just playing for dings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. These questions are about me and Sam. When did we both graduate college? Um, trying to do some backdrop. Did you graduate in the same year? Is that like a when did you both as in you both graduated yeah. the same year? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Squint your eyes. I'd want to say... 2013? 20... 2013, maybe? No. Close. She's aging us. But not. <laughs> um, it was 2015. So you did oh, age you did age us by two years, Sorry. but that's okay, Tierna. We're not we're not mad. Just a little. You bumped us to 30, so <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. You're right, I did. It's okay. I should have thought about that. It's okay, Tierna. You tried. Um, last last trivia question about me and Lynn. What team were we drafted to? Um I know you guys were both on Western New York Flash. Ding, 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 Is that where you were drafted? Yeah. Okay. Tierna, I think that you might have won. I don't know who you were playing against. I think I get a prize. Are you smarter than Tierna? Because you are Tierna. I'm as smart as, never smarter. I guess that does make sense. And now she's smarter than us, so it's fine. <laughs> um, it's time for our fan question. Don't forget, if you want to send us a question, you can su- submit it. Am I okay? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's okay, Lynn. Just fold your tongue normally. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Just read it. It's time for our fan questions. Don't forget, if you want to send us a question, you can submit it to Just Women's Sport on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, we have a silly question. 
from Caitlin S. What snacks would you order at a soccer stadium if you were a spectator? I would get a hot dog. Ooh. Um, just a like a standard hot dog? With mustard and relish. I want a Polish dog. Yes. I love Polish dogs as well. I want that. Okay. Tierna? If I was getting like a meal, I would definitely get a hot dog. I also really like those um like frozen lemonades. Ooh. Those like the ones that, you know, they would bring around and you'd be like, oh my yes. God, dad, please, can I get one of those? <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> like share with your sibling. <laughs> I all, You know what else I like to do, to watch at a, at a game would be like popcorn because mm. then you can eat it for a long yeah. time. Mm. Dippin' Dots Ooh. or cotton candy. Which one? Do you, Dippin' yeah. Dots. Dippin' Dots. <laughs> those are good. <laughs> yeah. I would get a hot dog, a lemonade and some Dippin' Dots. That would be my complete meal. Sounds like a pretty good meal. Wow. That's nutrition. But <laughs> The real question is, is that what, what time of the game do you go? Oh. Because if you go at halftime, it's like, well, you'd sit in there for the whole time. Do you like leave a couple minutes before or like a couple minutes after? Or before the game? Do you get yeah, it before? before? Like, do you, do you, are you ready to go? Do you know what you want? Like, I feel like I haven't been to a sporting event in so long. I like don't even know how to act. I know. I don't even yeah. know. Me neither. I don't even know how to act at the grocery <laughs> store. When people come near me, I'm like, ooh. Um, Okay, last question. This one is a serious question from Kimmy Stevenson. I think we should give this one to Tierna. Oh, yes. What is the best way or any habits to stay motivated and keep love of the game when it gets tough? Oh, wow. I mean, I think that my favorite part of the game is my teammates. That has always been my favorite part of the game. That is, like, why I love playing a team sport. And that is where I get a lot of my joy from is being out on the field with my friends and my teammates. So I would say staying motivated is thinking about your teammates, reaching out to your teammates if you haven't talked with them in a while, um, but really just kind of remembering that you're not just there for yourself, that you're also there for for others. That would be my motivation because, I mean, that's the whole human experience is being with other people. Oh, I love that. Uh you big softy. I love that answer. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. Um, I feel like you really opened my eyes and taught me a lot. Um, and hopefully you taught somebody listening. Um, if they, hopefully you helped them if, if they were feeling uncomfortable coming out, hopefully one day we won't have to have this coming out situation. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, it means the world to me and Sam. Yeah, thank you guys for asking me. This was very fun. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Um, and thank you guys all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Sam Ewis. And I'm Lynn Williams. And you've been listening to Snacks. Okay, T, we need you to do a chomp. Come on. Oh my God, I, I, like, I'm like overthinking this. <laughs> you got nervous. I know, it's like all of a sudden I was like, I was like, okay, I'll just do it. I'm like, wait a minute, how do you do that? <laughs> all right, do you want us to do it with you? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Okay, ready? One, two, three. <laughs>